I wanted to start off because I feel like race and gender are very foundational topics. And is there anything that like you wish, or in this case, even you could talk about your sexual orientation, mm-hmm. but is there anything that you wish people knew about your life concerning your race, gender, sexuality? Um, well, I'll start off in order of the question. Yeah. Uh, for race, I mean, I grew up in Fayetteville, Tennessee, which has a population of 7,000 people. I went to one of two high schools. I went to Fayetteville, I don't even remember what it was called. Uh, I went to Fayetteville <laughs> Middle School. It was the city school. And um, I, while Fayetteville itself is a predominantly white city or whatever it was, um, it, the school that I went to um, was considered like the other school did it had like it was not diverse to say the least it was not diverse at all whereas my school was a lot more diverse than the other school was and it it was weird growing up because when I was in eighth grade I dated this guy his name well I'm not gonna say his name (laughs) yeah okay Um, yeah I dated this guy and he um he was mixed and I didn't think anything of it because the way I had been raised, like me and my mom never had to have like a conversation about race because it was always just something that was understood in my household that like no one cares. Like you can be anybody and you could be like, it does not matter. Like it was never something we had to address. It was always understood the way I'd been raised. Like it was never something that had to be talked about. It was always understood. And it was just, that was the way it was. But when I was in the eighth grade and I dated this guy that was mixed, my mom had to have a conversation with me about it. And I was really set off guard because I didn't think that there was, obviously I didn't think that there was anything wrong with it because it had always just been understood. And my mom was like, in this town, people are going to say things about you because you're dating a mixed guy. And I was third. No, 12. I was 12 or 13. I did not understand, like, what she was saying to me. I always, like, I never thought anything of it. And she was like, people are going to say things about you because you're dating a mixed guy. And she never, like, specified what anybody would say or anything like that. But she just told me, she, like, warned me in advance. And it was really off-putting because I had never really thought that there was an issue. Right. Um, Because I had just grown up around all these people that, like, were different than me, but we never had to acknowledge it because that's just like how it was at my school, even in a small town. Like, well, yeah, all these like old people were super racist. Like um, at my school, like no one really cared. Right. And it was just weird because it was the first time where like race had really been acknowledged in my life Mm -hmm. because again, it was always just understood. And I didn't really know how to handle it. And then from there on out, I was like, it was just kind of a reiteration of like what I'd grown up around is that like, while yes, she had to have this conversation with me, I don't want to be the type of person that like is the reason why we're having this conversation. Right. And I think that's really interesting because if I bet on the other, I mean, on the other Mm -hmm. side, I've talked to people who are mixed or black or any minority in this country. And fundamentally when they are very young Mm -hmm. it is told to them that there are certain things that they're gonna have to watch out for who they're friends with who their relationships are with where they go in their city town suburb I mean wherever Mm -hmm. that there would be things 
that people would say or think about them or preconceptions. So it's interesting Mm -hmm. that your experience with that didn't happen until you were 12 when someone else's could have been when they were six, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Do you want to keep going with gender? Well, as for gender, this is something that I've really recently like thought about is that like TikTok has been like, this is weird, but like TikTok has been like a really big, like recently, like this, I guess like the side of TikTok I'm on, like everybody is like, like gender is becoming a lot more fluid. Like, I don't know if it's honestly, I don't know if it's always been like this or what, but it's a lot more accepting now. Like maybe not where, where we are like in Tennessee, but just like as a general statement, like gender is becoming less of a set thing than like it always has been and all like a lot of people think it is and so on and so forth. And I've recently come to realize that like, while yes, I personally identify as a female, she, her, whatever, I don't care what you call me. Like you can call me she, you can call me they, you can call me he for all I care. Like I literally don't care. And it's not even like a, um, I identify, like I do, I, I identify as female, but I don't care. And I don't think anyone else should care either. I really don't. It literally, I, my whole thing in life is that who cares? Mind your own business. Like that is like my motto. That's the same way that like it is with like how I was raised about race is that like, I don't care. Live your life. Do whatever you want. Like as long as you're not hurting other people in the process, like I don't care. Call me whatever you want. As long as you're not calling me like a dog or something. Just don't (laughs) like call me like something that's like, purposefully insulting like if you use it in an insulting way then like obviously like if you're like oh like you look like a boy in like a negative way like if you're like oh you look like a boy like that's cool then like oh yeah sure whatever I don't care like if I look masculine then that's fine I don't care call me he if you want but like if you use it in an insulting way obviously no but personally I don't care I really don't like I know who I am and like if you whatever I don't care like I and I think that's something that's really important is that just let people do whatever they want. And that's the same way I am with gender because I know who I am. And like, you can think whatever you want about me. You can call me whatever you want. I don't care. Which is like, I feel like the more I think about it, like that could be controversial in some ways because like it's frustrating for people when they do like don't identify as their biological sex and people still call them those dead uh pronouns um I understand how that can be insulting so I feel like for me to say that I don't care I don't mean it in a way that like undermines like those people that um like do identify a certain way I'm just personally saying that I don't care and it's not in a way that I'm like it doesn't matter for other people call other people whatever they want it's just a personal thing that I'm like yeah that almost like it's okay to be whoever you want like it's okay that I can kind of look any way that I want it's okay that if you think that Mm -hmm. I dress like a guy I'm proud to be a masculine woman who like yeah you can perceive me however you please because I know who I am and I'm secure in that so so does that go into like you being bisexual as well Oh, for sure. Because like, um, in a certain way, it's like, I, as I, I was talking about this earlier, I took a personality test that literally said that I was one, this is so weird, like 100% homosexual and 100% heterosexual. Like right. I am completely attracted to male and females in the exact same way. And like, I, it's just like, 
it's been more of like a I've known that I've been attracted to girls since like I was in like the sixth grade like I've always done it it's never right. just been like um it's always been something that I've kind of known in the back of my head but now that I've like really realized it it's just like something that I've accepted and I feel like that's really like gone into the gender thing as well is that like if I like males and females and I'm a female I don't I don't even know how to explain it to be perfectly honest kind of like you can just be whoever you want yeah and I think it's just a thing of like fluidity yeah like I can do whatever I want exactly. and it's not going to be based around whether or not I'm heterosexual or homosexual or girl or boy or mm-hmm. this way or that way and that those norms don't matter which I think is very brave in where we live I mean we live in middle Tennessee mm-hmm. the suburbs the Bible <laughs> Belt I mean all of it the reddest state you yeah. can possibly live in at some points mm-hmm. so with that being said do you feel because I know that for me personally as a woman Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't feel respected I don't feel like people take into consideration my Mm -hmm. opinions like they should or what I say or what I do and I you know and I wonder because you have a different vibe than me I mean you're very powerful and you'll set the tone and you don't care Mm -hmm. and I wonder like if you feel like you can speak freely about your opinions about who you are about Mm -hmm. what you are I mean what you like all of these things I'm Mm -hmm. just curious if you feel respected and that you can you know voice your opinions or your experiences freely it all comes back to literally not caring yeah, it really does. That is my whole thing about the way I live is that I don't care. It's like my dad, I'm going to use my dad as an example here because I love him. I do, but he is ignorant and you can be ignorant. No, actually, I don't like when people are ignorant. Actually, I take that one back. Um, he <laughs> is, he is dating or he's married to a Filipino woman who came here like 20 years ago. She herself is an immigrant and he is a Trump supporter and he has apps. He called the Kenosha shooter a hero. Yeah. I used to not speak Mm. up to my dad. I used to not speak up to my dad about anything because I was, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And then it got to the point where as I started learning more about what goes on in the world around me, um, because obviously like as a literally just as a white person I come from a point of privilege and to see people around me such as my dad someone who was so close to me who is a date is literally married to a woman of color and has kids Filipino kids that are growing up in a town of 7,000 people where everyone above the age of 40 is pretty much like racist um it's scary to see because I see him influencing them. Um, and I all respect my stepsister for putting up with that. But at some point it just got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to sit idly by and watch him put his racist opinions on, um, my family. Um, because while they may not have come into my life until like six years ago, they're my family and I'm not going to let him like say these things that while like what he was talking about was about the Black Lives Matter movement, it's about more than just like, obviously there's more to it than that. Like they are, 
um, they're Filipino in a predominantly white town. And while we don't share the same opinions, I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, these are the facts and you need to acknowledge this and you need to acknowledge that this is happening to people while you're stuck in your little bubble. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense about Mm -hmm. the bubble and about what you have just said about ignorance. And I was actually talking about this on one of the other episodes Mm -hmm. and we were talking about education and how education is truly the way to get Mm -hmm. rid of all of this tension and ignorance. I mean, because I see you, someone who is well, someone who left Fayetteville Mm -hmm. in order to receive a higher education. Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to a magnet school and just for reference for everybody out there, magnet school, you know, you test into the school. Mm -hmm. There are extra requirements that you have to get to graduate. You take upper level advanced honors, honors and AP classes the whole time you're there. Mm -hmm. We have to do a senior thesis. It is a very Mm -hmm. intense place and it's full of Mm -hmm. well-educated people. And I think that goes into what, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking about with Mm -hmm. the ignorance and the bubble. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I feel like going to Central has helped me with that a lot because like Central is a predominantly, well, I'm not entirely sure about this, but it's predominantly like liberal, like everyone, a lot of people there, like you can be a Republican, like there's people there who are Republican, but they're still very socially liberal. And like, it exposes you to just like a lot of different like backgrounds and stuff like that. And like, obviously I've met some people at Central who were pretty um, not open-minded, but that's a whole other thing. That's anywhere you go, you can't avoid it. Right. But the fact that you can avoid it, that you can't avoid like being around people like that who are ignorant and won't acknowledge it, you just have to be comfortable you don't have to be, but like personally, I am comfortable with telling, not even telling people, but just like encouraging people to be open-minded. And if it's just sharing my opinion and literally just straight facts, like when I was talking to my dad, I wasn't even like being like, oh, you should feel this way. I was like, these are facts. This is what is happening in America. And you need to acknowledge this because we are not going to get anywhere as a country if you don't acknowledge it. And if people don't start to stand up for themselves, no matter if you're, especially like, coming as a like as a white person i have to acknowledge that i can speak up for myself especially like obviously i would be more comfortable talking to someone i know about my opinions and stuff like that like if my um like being a woman like i wouldn't go up to some random man on the street that like is like being ignorant and start telling him my opinions because right. that would put me in a place of danger but as a white person i have I feel like I have a responsibility to not, like, put other white people in their place, I guess, but, like, just encourage acknowledgement. Like, acknowledgement is not that hard. Like, yes, you're going through something. Like, if I feel like just if more people just acknowledged the other, the things that other people went through, it's just... everything would be a lot easier. Exactly. And I think when people acknowledge, you know, other Mm. people's experiences and other people's opinions, because I could disagree with someone completely, Yeah. but just being able to have a conversation with them Mm -hmm. and understand where they're coming from and finding that common ground so that we both understand where each other are coming from and then realizing, Hey, 
our morals might not be as far away mm-hmm. as we might think. Yeah. And this is why morally I take this stance mm-hmm. on this particular issue. Yes. And I think at this point, what you were saying about acknowledging privilege, like it is not enough to just not be racist. You yeah. need to be anti-racist. Yes. As in you need to acknowledge microaggressions. You need to acknowledge your privilege. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the biggest things. Uh, I was doing research for this podcast actually. Mm-hmm. And one of the articles that I put in my annotated bibliography mm-hmm. was all about being anti-racist, figuring out how to have those conversations with people who are ignorant and disagree with Mm -hmm. you and how much that can Mm -hmm. change Mm -hmm. another person's opinions just by like having Mm -hmm. a conversation. I mean, you don't even have to like be in some intense Mm -hmm. argument or just like yell at somebody or beat somebody down with your opinions. Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, find a common ground Mm -hmm. and make it go yeah Yeah. and I've also found it really helpful like especially in like the political tension that we've had recently right is that in a world where everything well at least in America where everything seems to be about politics sometimes it's good to take that out of the conversation yes like when I'm talking to my dad I'm not saying like Trump this Trump that blah 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 Biden this Biden that I'm saying this is what is happening to people this is what is happening to people in America who pay the taxes that you're talking about and like all the stuff like functioning u.s citizens and even people like the working class like everybody that you are a part of like he is low income like working class he works at a factory like take politics out of it right for once and just having the conversation of like basic like human decency like everybody at some point like has a common ground i'm somewhere unless you're just like I don't know, a psychopath, like there's some common ground somewhere there. And it's usually about the economy, but that's a whole other thing. Right. No, I agree. Like there comes a point where like you're, I feel like it's just a human at Mm -hmm. heart has similar Mm -hmm. morals as Mm -hmm. somebody else. I mean, unless you are just a very, I don't want to say messed up, but Mm -hmm. if you don't have a want to help Mm -hmm. people or just like a want to not hurt. You don't even have to help these people. I just want you to not want to hurt these people Mm -hmm. that are suffering Mm -hmm. because of a system that was made to be against them. Mm -hmm. And this isn't just race. This Mm -hmm. is women. This Mm -hmm. is LGBTQ plus people. I mean, this is trans. This Mm -hmm. is all of these people who are considered different, weird, Mm -hmm. not the norm. I mean, a system that's against them when they don't deserve anything because they didn't choose to be that way. You don't choose the color of your skin. You don't choose your gender. Mm -hmm. You don't choose your sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. Like that is not something Mm -hmm. that you just decide. Mm -hmm. These are fundamentals that people cannot control. And that's where it all comes back to if I am comfortable with voicing my opinions. Yes. Because if I feel that I can make people just a little bit more accepting, then I'm going to voice my opinions. And yes, I will gauge what I say off of like how conservative you are. Like my grandpa, he's super racist. And like, it's just one of those, like, there's a point where like, if someone has done so much for you and they've been raised a certain way and you know that since they're older, like they're not going to change their mind. Like he's a little racist and he will say some stuff off the, the freaking handle and I'll be like grandpa you can't say that right that is not okay for you to say you can 
think that I guess just get it out of my life. Like, nope, just don't bring that near me. Like, shh. And like, I will put him like, I'll correct him, but I won't go too much farther than that because I know that it's just coming from a place of ignorance. Yeah. And I feel like that just comes from a place of the past. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in order for us to be productive, we have to focus on this next generation and the next, yeah, the next people who are going to be in positions of power and influence Mm -hmm. and like, where are we going and how can we influence the people around us Mm -hmm. who are going in that Mm -hmm. same direction? Because, you know, we cannot change Mm -hmm. the past or the way that like our grandparents or even parents Mm -hmm. are raised. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a question. So you've been talking a lot about like this place that you've come from that's Mm -hmm. super conservative and Republican. And I'm curious, like how you are not that way. I mean, is it like a different side of your family? Is it like based off of your own views, your own education? Like where does this person who is not like the people that you have been raised around, how are you this way, you know? That is a question that a lot of people have. Yeah. On my lap, my okay, I'm gonna use this quick little example. On my laptop, I have like an eat the rich sticker, like um, all like I have a bunch of like very political stickers on yeah. my laptop. And I, when I was working on the Chris Hale campaign, one of the guys on the campaign was like, "Wait, because Fayetteville was in our district, so they knew like what this place is like." Yeah. And like I told them that I was from Fayetteville, and one of the guys was like, "You." purple bullet girl you are from and you have an eat the rich sticker on your laptop i was like yeah he was like that makes no sense and i was like i know but basically where that came from is that i was my parents they worked a lot and my dad was he lived 30 minutes away and like he was working sometimes and but my mom was working all the time and so it took a village to raise me um i have four sets of grandparents. I have two sets of biological grandparents and two sets of non-biological grandparents. Um, and the grandpa I was referring to that was super racist is part, is one of the non-biological ones. Okay. They, um, my, it's my Mimi and my Poppy. I have very Southern stereotypical grandparent names, Yeah. but my Mimi and my Poppy grew up or they were down the road from me when I grew up. Mm-hmm. And since my mom was working all the time, they took care of me sometimes. And when my mom was working in Murfreesboro, my Lala and my Pappy took care of me. And they were like my Murfreesboro grandparents and my Mimi and Poppy were my Fayetteville grandparents. But they were two very stark contrasts between these two sets of grandparents. I'm just going to use the grandmas as my example here because they were like the main ones. My Lala is super liberal. Like she grew up in Manchester, Tennessee. I don't know how she ended up the way she did, but (laughs) she is super liberal, like super accepting, like has always, I wrote an essay about this for one of my college apps. Like she is the embodiment of like acceptance and like, she's literally like a saint. That woman, if anyone deserves to go to any hypothetical heaven, like it is her. her. (laughs) She is a saint. Like she takes, um, Every weekend she takes, uh, like, food to homeless shelters and stuff like that. Like, she she is a strong – she has a sticker on her mailbox that says, We Heart Mail Carriers. Like, she is such a sweet, kind, like, not even remotely prejudiced in any way woman. And then we have my Mimi, 
who is a very, very kind soul. God rest her soul. Literally, she was such a kind woman. She did everything for me, but she was racist. She was really racist. When I was dating that mixed guy, she had a sit down conversation with me about how um, God made us all different colors for a reason and how as long as she tra he treated me right, it was okay, but just not to tell my grandpa. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I've literally, I was like... 13 at the time. So right. I really just wanted to be like, grandma is actually because of evolution that we're different colors and <laughs> the sun, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't really say that at the time because I was 12 and she was like 60 something. So yeah. it was just not worth my time at that point. But I was just like, yeah, okay. Um, but I got very different ways of being raised because these were the two most prominent women in my life other than my mother. And they had very different like viewpoints yeah and it was like they they didn't both merge together necessarily but i got like things from one side where like i have this woman who has grown up in the deep south and like it's all she knows versus another woman who's grown up in the deep south but she has like taken everything around her and acknowledges everything around her and i got the best of everything from both of them like, I got the unconditional love and support and accepting everybody and bringing, like, especially since these women weren't my biological grandparents, they took some ruffian little child that, like, right. parents couldn't take care of her and took me in. And so I just took the love and acceptance, I guess, and just kind of went from there, especially, like, growing up at the or like going to the school that was more diverse than the other school and i just took that love and acceptance and turned it into general love and acceptance for like everybody and it just got to the point where i was like i need to use that love and acceptance for myself too because wow i, I knew who i was and i was going to be that person regardless of what other people think that's really really powerful i think that's really interesting that you have learned to take the best from both worlds and decide for yourself because i think that's something that a lot of people don't do is they don't like make decisions for themselves they just mm -hmm. kind of listen to somebody else and call it gospel truth mm -hmm. and just believe what they're fed mm -hmm. and I guess in your case like you were lucky enough to have been fed different things so that mm -hmm. you could like take what you liked mm -hmm. get a taste of everything and decide what yeah. you liked and I just think that's super powerful mm -hmm. to be able to have the strength to comprehend, analyze, and take the best mm -hmm. from two things. Because, I mean, as you've said, it wasn't the best situation, but mm -hmm. you've learned how to take the best from it. So with everything that you've told me, I, as a, a listener, would say that your driving force behind a lot of your opinions has to do with, like, the people that you were raised around, right? So... I think it's interesting that like you've learned to adopt your own versions of the opinions of the people around you. Like, would you say that that's true? Like these women or, I mean, are there any mm -hmm. super significant males or men that have influenced you as well? Or was it mostly just women? It was mostly just women because like my, um, like my Mimi was married to um, my poppy i have a poppy and a pappy it's kind of confusing even my mom <laughs> still gets them confused yeah my mimi was married to my poppy and my poppy 
basically had the same opinions as her. It was just like a lot more intense because like, I don't even know. But he was a character for sure. He was a trucker who got in like fistfights with other truckers and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was an interesting man. But uh, the men in my life never really like had any sort of like profound um like opinions or anything like that that they would sit and talk to me about mm-hmm. or like they were just always that like if I was dating some dude at the time they would always just be like oh yeah he better not mess with you because I'm gonna shoot him or something like that like literally just like that sort of thing like they yeah. were never they were always just kind of there they were never really just um had any sort of influence on me and it was the same way with my dad they were all just kind of there to be perfectly honest and I know that sounds bad but they like, while they all supported me, they never really, it was never really, like, that much of a strong, like, emotional connection to where, like, I could draw, um, like, opinions or anything from them. They yeah. were just kind of, like, an extension of my, like, my grandmas. <laughs> they were just there. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, you're talking about, like, family and, you know, we're in the South and everything. Mm-hmm. So, that leads me to kind of wonder about religion. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious were you raised like did you go to church do you was there something that set you off what is your like Mm -hmm. what are your religious beliefs do you have any I mean where do you think that comes from Mm -hmm. what because usually you know in some families those are like super foundational Mm -hmm. especially here in the south like religion is a big deal Mm -hmm. and so I'm curious about that in your life Um, well, just to start off, I personally, like, I identify, I guess, religiously as agnostic. Like, I believe in the possibility of a god or multiple gods or some sort of higher power. Right. Just, like, overall, like, energy about the earth. Like, I believe in the potential for it. Like, it could be a thing, but I'm not necessarily set to, like, the Christian god or any other type of, like, set organized religion. Right. I just kind of believe in the possibility of it. Mm -hmm. But personally... Like, at least with the influence of my mother, my mother was raised, like, strong Christian Church of Christ. Okay. And, but after she was off on her own, like, got away from her family, she never went to church or anything like that um, because it just wasn't for her. And it didn't really benefit her in any way because it kind of just put more pressure on her than like she would have have liked it to. So that kind of turned her off from religion. The actually the only time that she asked me if I wanted to go to church is because she was, she read in the paper that there's this funny pastor at this all black church. And I was like five. And she asked me, she was like, Georgia, would you be okay with going to like a all black church? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but I'm pretty sure they wouldn't want us there. Like, I'm not yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we would not be, like, uh, ushered into the church or anything like right. that. Um, but my grand, my Marky that I live with now, she's very religious. Like, she gets up every Sunday morning and watches her virtual show and stuff like that. But, and my... Um, my Mimi was kind of religious, but not really. It was no one ever really like pushed religion on me at any point in my life. Really? Um, except for a little bit there when my dad did start dating his now wife. Um, she was like a devout Catholic. Okay. And my dad was never religious. When my mom and him, like when I told my mom that I was going to Catholic church with him, she was like, what? Um, and I, it was never, I never felt 
like it was an environment. Like I've been to Catholic church. I've been to church of Christ. I've been to Baptist churches. And when I was younger, like since I did go to a school in the Bible belt in Tennessee, um, all my friends were super religious and I would like go to church with them. If I stayed the night with them on a I've done the same thing with you. I've gone yeah. to church with you. If I stayed the night with you on a Saturday night and stuff like that. But like religion has never really been like a big thing for me because while I if like something bad happens to like a family member or someone around me, like I I'll pray because I, if there's a possibility that there is a God and that he is merciful and will help people and so on and so forth, then it's worth a shot. But I also like, while I may like pray to the Christian God, I also just send out a general message to whoever could be listening or whatever could be listening. I'm right. like, Hey, yo, like I'm going through something right now and I could really use some help. Like yeah. if anyone just happens to be listening, like it's never been like something that's forced on me or something that I like actively practice. Like I don't actively practice anything. I'm just kind of there. And like, it's recently like, a weird influence that I've had is that my cousin Mano, who lives with me, um, who's basically my sister at this point, she is super religious. She goes to Church of Christ, like whatever. But it's given me a new perspective on it because while she is super religious, she's also super accepting. And I've always had this idea of like Christianity and like all that stuff, like being like super conservative and whatever, like how it's made out to be. And a lot of a lot of the time it is. It right. really is. But I appreciate greatly when people can like still be a part of like organized religion, but also still be like very accepting and forgiving and so on and so forth. Because that is what like at the heart of it, like Christianity is supposed to be, it's supposed to be accepting because right. I'm very accepting of like when people use religion as a reason to be accepting, but I don't like when people use religion as a reason to not be accepting. And that's why I'm not a part of organized religion. Yeah, and I get that, and I think a lot of people find that to be true is just that they don't really resonate with the church, mm -hmm. but they might resonate with some of the beliefs yeah. of the church, or they might resonate with some of that spirituality mm -hmm. and some of that higher power, and, mm -hmm. you know, believing in something higher than yourself, I think, is important just because the world is so hard to comprehend mm -hmm. it's so difficult to understand the world what's happening in the world etc that like people need something to believe in i mm -hmm. i really believe that we're all we have energy and we have we are spiritual beings mm -hmm. i believe but this could have something to do with us living where we live in the bible belt and yeah. so church might not be something for us but i've always wondered as someone who has struggled in an organized religion, mm -hmm. whereas, I mean, my fam my, I have been more inbred to be mm -hmm. religious, and I have kind of realized that some of those values are not for me, some mm -hmm. of those things are not for me. I've always wondered and have been wanting to try, like, mm -hmm. maybe going to a church in a more liberal mm -hmm. place, and I think maybe in that way, I could find something that I resonate with more. Mm -hmm. But religion is just one of those things like, I really believe in the separation of church and state. Yes. So I would say like, morals, however, do need to be accounted for and you should or humanity, like mm -hmm. having a solid humanity should be accounted for. 
but your religious beliefs should not because Mm -hmm. just because you believe it because it's in the Bible, I don't need to believe Mm -hmm. that exact same way. And Mm -hmm. I believe that should be the biggest part of America is Mm -hmm. that we're the melting pot. We're supposed to have all of these other people around us and we're supposed to kind of all come together. Mm -hmm. And so when you try to say that it's like your way or the highway, Mm -hmm. it starts, you know, there's going to be tension. Mm -hmm. And, and what's funny to me about all of the tension is that a lot of these religions are all based on the same fundamental Mm -hmm. values. And I think this is extremely controversial to say, Mm -hmm. but I believe that religion is man-made. The church Mm -hmm. is a man-made way Mm -hmm. to understand and accept your beliefs. And it's Mm -hmm. it's a way to kind of condense it so that Mm -hmm. people understand and Mm -hmm. find a common ground and try to be unified. Mm -hmm. And I get that. And I respect that Mm -hmm. of a person if they decide to go to church. Mm -hmm. I'm totally respectful. Mm -hmm. Just don't try to make me believe that it is also Mm -hmm. truth, in my opinion. For me, it all comes back down to, I don't care what you do. Just don't force it on me and don't force it on other people. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like a common ground. I mean, Mm -hmm. it really is. And you know, and that's kind of what I think a lot of people struggle with mm-hmm. is like, I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everyone thinks that their opinions are right. That is why they are opinions. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of what I have to say about that. However, um, you know, y- you have a lot of opinions about like how you've come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and how you have been raised in a very unique situation. So that kind of leads me into how you personally think society could be more unified. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said this probably already 20 times at this point. I literally just think that everyone needs to mind their own business. It literally yeah. all comes down to the fact that we are all very different people. No matter how you like how religious you are, what your gender is, what your race is, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's an individual. And we're all very different people due to how our brains are wired and so on and so forth. And if everybody were to just be accepting of other people, and obviously, like, there's a line that needs to be drawn, like, at some point. Like, you get, like, if someone were like, my religion says that I can kill somebody, yeah, no, that's not okay. You can't just kill people. Like, that's obviously whatever. Right. Yeah. But there's, like, there's a line that would need to be set like socially like this is not okay like as a collective we can all agree that one like this line is where things need to be drawn but other than that like just let people do what like not do what they want necessarily like still laws whatever like basic things but when it comes to race gender sexuality blah 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 blah, just mind your own business like literally just let people live and that's like one thing that's like torn our country apart like and it's always been torn apart from the start it's been torn apart like everybody if literally if everyone just minded their own business and just did their own thing and was like I want to live my life that way sure you live your life this way and that's that and there aren't like regulations like 
one nation under god Ooh, that is something that gets me very very angry yeah the pledge of allegiance that's weird that's really really weird i'm not meaning to make this political but it's weird one nation under god and this supposed to be a place of freedom and acceptance in the melting pot and blah 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 blah. it's not one nation under a god the god christian god blah I, this country was may have been based around christianity but if you are going to call yourself the greatest country in the world and the freedom and blah 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 that patriotic mess um it does not need to be one nation under god it needs to be one nation that accepts freaking everybody like and it's really that simple like i personally like i would love to make some profound statement here about this and that but everybody just needs to mind their own business and just let people live their lives how they want to live their lives right and i think you know i try to when we're when we talk about acceptance and we talk about unity and all of mm-hmm. these things i try to put myself in somebody else's like position mm-hmm. which i know is difficult for a lot of people and it's hard to understand because we are all egocentric mm-hmm. and like think that we're right and mm-hmm. all of these things so i try to think and what really gets me and how i kind of justify when people say like i don't agree with the one nation under mm-hmm. God, when I'm agreeing with them and when I try to explain that to someone who mm-hmm. might disagree with that, I try to think and I think about how offensive that mm-hmm. must be mm-hmm. to someone who is not Christian, mm-hmm. to someone who is not white, to mm-hmm. someone who does not believe those same things. I mean, if I, let's say that I were a Hindu. And Hinduism, you believe in multiple gods, as Mm -hmm. many people know. And so when you say we're under God Mm -hmm. and you're referring to this Caucasian Mm -hmm. deity, then I don't, I mean, if I were that person, I would be like, Mm -hmm. well, what about my gods? Mm -hmm. What about the people that I believe in? What about my family? I mean, does everything that my family tell me, is that wrong? I mean, these are thoughts that would be going through Mm -hmm. my head, like, almost a question of what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there is nothing wrong with believing Mm -hmm. something different. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where we draw the line. And as far as like letting people do what they want, I think that there does need to be a sense of free will. Mm -hmm. And I think what it really comes down to is when things that people, what people want to do, when it starts to become hatred Mm -hmm. driven so when you so when i say or when you say or when i say i want people to be able to do whatever they want to do i totally agree but when it's driven with Mm -hmm. hate when you're trying Mm -hmm. to hurt another person that is where i would draw the line and Mm -hmm. say you you should not be able to do that Mm -hmm. when you are beating up people because Mm -hmm. they're lgbtq or bullying people Mm -hmm. who are different from Mm -hmm. you i mean that is just unacceptable when you are trying Mm -hmm. to keep minorities in a lower class than Mm -hmm. you because you let your pride Mm -hmm. get in the way that is not Mm -hmm. acceptable at all and i just think that people need to understand Mm -hmm. that being kind is more important than Mm -hmm. being right yeah I think it all just comes back to, like I say, do what you want, but with an emphasis on acceptance. Right. And, um, like also like literally just mining, it's like, I'm going to use like racial profiling as an example here. Yeah. Like 
while you may believe, like, not to get into the whole cop thing, but um, literally, like, cops racially profiling, like, a black man driving a rundown car, and they automatically assume that this person is going to be trouble. Um, because you believe that does not mean you get to force that belief on an innocent man for right yeah um obviously like that's another place that the line is drawn and like I just think that like except and if the world was just like or America I'm just gonna say America in this situation because um don't even know what's going on in the rest of the world to be perfectly honest like there's yeah right yeah (laughs) we're in in America specifically about America if everyone was just more accepting of other people and a lot more open-minded and the fact that like this country was built on the backs of like black people and we still they're oh god and the fact that like the country is being run by a bunch of old white men that just ain't right that just ain't right and i feel like the country itself just needs a reality check and the fact that we're living where we're living in the conditions that we're living, global warming, God, that's a whole other thing. Uh, the fact that that's not being acknowledged is very frustrating. And like, we're all centered around um, like race, religion, blah, 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 politics, when there's other stuff going on in the world. Like if we, this is simple, like it's literally so simple, just accept other people for who they are and that they are not that much different from you and we're all individuals and we need to respect everybody's individuality based off of, and just accept other people and not make any assumptions or biases or anything like that so we can focus on the real problems, like not the real problems. No, I understand, But like things that shouldn't be problems because it's just basic human decency when our world is literally like falling apart because we've destroyed it because of pollution and all the production and blah, 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 right. blah. There are bigger issues at hand here that if we were all just to be able to come together, we would have a chance of living on this earth longer because yeah. we've let so many other things get in the way. I think that's interesting. Um, so one of my teachers, Mr. Brooks, he teaches government and he was talking about how, um, our new president, Joe Biden, mm-hmm. was trying to make the people um, in our government look more like America. He was uh, saying how Joe Biden, it was a quote from him, and it was along the lines of, I want our government to look like America. And mm-hmm. what he meant by that was having women, having mm-hmm. people who were trans, having people part of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community, having minorities, having people who look like America mm-hmm. um, because people might think mm-hmm. that America is white, but that's not true. We've mm-hmm. just suppressed all of the yeah. other people so that we think that it's mm-hmm. just white people mm-hmm. or white men. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a whole thing with gender that's frustrating. The fact that it is 2021 and our first vice president is just now a female. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a long, long time. It's a very long time. To just now have a a female in power. At that, yeah. Right. It's very frustrating. Right, it is very frustrating. Well, that is all that I have for you. So thank you so much for having a conversation with me. 
Okay, so today I have Georgia Holmes with me and we're going to talk about some of those topics about like politics and race and religion, socioeconomic status, um, anything about gender. So I'm going to let Georgia tell us a little bit about herself and introduce herself. Hi, uh, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I, as Allison said, I am Georgia Holmes. I am 17 years old and I am a senior at Central Magnet School. Um, I am bisexual and I am Caucasian and female. Um, I have worked on political campaigns. I also recently joined a group called High School Students for Carbon Dividends. Um, I've also just been raised around a lot of different people and a lot of different environments and that has really formed me as a person for sure um so yeah 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 no that's great i think it's interesting like that you've been raised around so many different Mm -hmm. types of people and like how that has gone into who you are yeah 